Hey guys, welcome to the Dad Life International Fatherhood Podcast. Got Tom and myself, Leroy, here with you today. Anthony is away with the family, so he'll be joining us next week. So, mate, welcome to the show. Thanks, bro. How's it going over there in Oz? Mate, Australia is good and also crazy at the same time. It's um, obviously with everything going on in the world, like we're still pretty good where we are in our state, which is Queensland in the northern part of Australia. But down south, man, they are, I don't know. I don't know what's happening down there. It is like they've got curfews, they've got lockdown, they're mandatory masks, they've, you know, just going crazy like the police are like throwing journalists down on the ground for covering stories like it's mate it is mayhem down there i'm glad i'm not in victoria it is yeah a whole new world i think like probably the worst restrictions in the world like worse than what even wuhan would have been back in the day like they are just over the top yeah man it's it's crazy um and to think you know we're only you know, 2000 kilometers away, you, a two hour plane ride, you know, from, and my brother's down there working at the moment as well. And he just said, it's just like a zombie town it is so bizarre. Mm, it's funny how you say just 2000 kilometers, like for us in Europe, it's like, that's, that's, yeah, like, that's the whole Europe in <laughs> like the whole world. But, um, I yeah. saw a video of some woman getting arrested, like a pregnant woman getting arrested for posting something on Facebook about an anti, Corona. Yeah, she was trying to start a demonstration or, you know, run a peaceful protest, which never ends up being peaceful. But yeah, they come to a house and like, this is how crazy I, th- I think it is down there. They've just brought in so many powers and given the government and police so many extra controls, which is just, you know, you can't do anything without, you know, I think they've declared a state of emergency, which basically gives them the options to storm your house and do whatever they need to do. If, if they deem necessary. So. Wow. It's funny because you don't think of Australia in that sense. You know, you think of Australia being more free and more liberal and these kind of things. So when I saw that, I was really a little bit shocked. But um, yeah, I know it's interesting, man. It's, uh, it's an interesting time. I mean, we won't go yeah. into the whole theories of it. but No. And how's things over there with you? Are things settling down? Yeah, it's, look, it's cool. It's, um, it's, it's good. It's, it, we're able to basically live like we are. But I mean, it's just... We're still going to school and the kids are all wearing masks at school in the in the corridors and having to come to school with masks on and stuff. And even that for me is just a strange thing to be living in now and our children to be living in this environment. And, and certain kids um, are not able to deal with it like my kids are able to. You know, it doesn't bother my kids. They know that they're safe. They've, that's our approach. They know that I'm not freaking out about it. But other kids, you can definitely see that they, it makes them nervous, you know, and then kids are going through every day being nervous with these masks. I'm not saying we must obviously take away masks and stuff, but at the same time, it's that's why it's parenting is so important because no matter what's happening in the outside world, you have to manage that as a parent and you have to manage your children. And, and, and that's the, that's the thing. And this is showing very clearly that the preparation you've done with your kids or how you've communicated with your kids in the past and how you've raised them and we've chosen to live. Like if you live in a house like mine with a garden like mine, then Corona never really impacted the children that much, you know, and we we're still riding bikes and we're still doing everything. But if you're living yeah. in a flat in the city and your parents are afraid of the virus and you've got grandparents that are, you know, have preconditions or whatever, then this thing seems like a major serious thing for you. And 
I don't know. I, like, I don't want to get into politics of it, but yeah, the government's overreach in many countries is, is a bit scary. I would say it's a bit scary when I see that happening in Australia, for sure. We're used to seeing it a bit in America in certain states, but um, there's a lot of people standing up against it now, and there's a lot of people, like even in Germany, they demonstrated against it a couple of weekends back, you know, so it's a bit more widespread, but I don't know, bro. That's what I mean. As dads, we just got to really like... Um, protect our families and protect psychologically, you know, sometimes you think protect physically, you know, like in South Africa, protecting your family physically is very important, you know, being aware of yeah. the crime and making sure that everybody's safe, putting up barbed wire fences or not even barbed wire electric fences. But now it's kind of like, how do you protect your kids psychologically and, and help them to make this through and spend time? Like, yeah, my kids are playing with the neighbors all the time and at school they're playing. So it's, it, it's, it's weird. And it, it's weird to see, the different governments like South Africa as well, very strict things like they banned alcohol and cigarettes during the coronavirus. Did they well. really? Yeah. And that's yeah, right. kind of with today's topic of what you put into your body. <laughs> but yeah. um, whether you agree with it or not, it's just laws that kind of are, there's a lot of laws that are kind of nonsensical. I don't know if you agree that you see things that are kind of contradictory. And, and I think that's the part that you go, makes you suspicious. Cause you're like, well, this doesn't really make sense. I walk into a restaurant with a mask on and then I sit at a table and, now I'm taking it off and I'm sitting here and doing what I want, really. It's kind of like, okay. Yeah, it was like I went to the bank the other day and they've still got the sign up of, you know, like you have to take the sunglasses off and the motorbike helmets and no wearing this, you know, headwear and stuff like this in there. But then there's all people in there in masks. They're covering the same, you know, facial features as what all these other items. Are. And I'm like, I just don't. I don't get it. it is, well, I understand why they're wearing masks, but like, just like you said, the different, the rules, and that's a really petty one, but um, you know, like there's like, yeah, there's so many contradictions over here as well. And it is bizarre. I, I can't even keep up. Like there seems to be something contradicting the day before, you know, every day in the news, you're reading something that wasn't the case the day before and won't be the case again tomorrow. It's, it's bizarre. I just think it's a knock-on effect, you know. It's like if you look at our children and how they might be affected by it, and I do hear about other dads and see on even an Instagram other dads saying how this is psychologically damaging kids and stuff. And then you think about the adults and you think about what's happening in America and racial tensions that then spread across the world. I mean, in South Africa, there was an advert by a company called Clicks, which is like a kind of your drugstore with like all your hair products and all these things in South Africa. And they made an advert where they used um, like – uh, hair that like African people have as dry and damaged in the advert. And then people started like, like breaking into the shops and like <laughs> breaking stuff and protesting and going crazy. And it's like these things that normally would have been like, and, and, I, and I mean, that is, is culturally insensitive and shouldn't have been done, but I just feel people are on like a, on a hairline trigger. Like, you know, now because of COVID it's like set people up to just go nuts. And we've seen it in America as well, that the tension is boiling over now with election coming up there and certain things, it's like, people are um, more volatile, I would say, to other problems that we might have dealt with better. And that's the thing is that we've got to keep calm heads as, as dads with our families and not let this get to us. Because sometimes I do get bothered by certain things and I've got to remind myself, well, like, Tom, you've got kids around you and they see you and they watch you and they pick up your vibe. And if you are tense and if you are if you're becoming volatile and ir irritable because of the restrictions or whatever, then your kids are going to pick that up and you're going to be more irritable with your wife. And 
So I can just encourage guys listening to the show and encourage myself and you is that we just, we control our kingdom, you know, it starts at home, like making sure that no matter what the restrictions are, that we are doing what we can to make the home a place where there's peace and there's, there's an atmosphere of hope and, and positivity. I think that's what we can do as dads. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely easy with the younger kids as well. And you, you've probably got this, I guess, do you have this, um, I guess, alter ego, like your older kids obviously know well about it and, you know, are probably seeing on the news, talking to friends and obviously living with um, your ex. And then you've got the younger kids who you can protect and, you know, sort of put in the bubble a little bit more. Do you have to play that sort of different role with, you know, the kids that know about it compared to obviously the younger ones that don't really have an idea of what's happening in the world? Yeah, I mean, the smaller ones are not very aware at all. I mean, James is four and a half, so he knows about what's happening, but it doesn't really affect him. We've kind of kept him kind of like oblivious besides the fact that people are wearing masks. He just kind of accepts it and get on, gets on with it. He has his mates over to play and stuff, so he doesn't really know. The other ones are coming to school with me, so they're wearing masks all the time. But it's kind of like, I'll be honest with you, I have a very relaxed, uh, relaxed approach to it. So my kids know that I don't really think much of this whole thing. Like I, the numbers in Germany, like let's be honest, it's like less than 10,000 people have done. It's less than seasonal flu, you know, and it doesn't affect children. And so I make them very well. And know you are not probably, this is almost definitely not going to affect you. So you physically, so don't worry about it. Um, and to make sure that we just, you know, we, I, I try to put as little, uh, what do I say? Put as little emphasis on it as possible and act like it's some basically normal, you know, and just be put on a mask. But as I said to you, and I've got to be sensitive to anyone listening from like, where is it? What, what state Victoria, is it? Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm yeah. not dealing with that. I'm not dealing with like yeah. German government is very, um, it's very reasonable. I must say, and even though their restrictions are a little bit annoying, still the German government has dealt with this very well and has dealt with it in, in a way that so far touch wood has been aware of people's, rights to a degree and has been aware of the people and when i see what's happening in australia i can't see that happening in germany because of the history of germany right germany almost can't become like that because of the history of germany because if germany starts becoming like that it starts reminding people of a certain time in history yeah. <laughs> that is not so long ago and so that's what's good is that germany germany is a very reasonable country and i think it puts a lot of purchase on democracy and on its citizens and the opinions of the citizens and the freedoms that people have here yeah, one hundred percent. That's right, mate. When I dialed in the Zoom call, you just finished your meditating, and um, you know, obviously, you've had all these different health benefits or health, you know, healthy conscious decisions that you've put in place over the past, um, you know, month or so. What can you tell the audience a little bit more about, you know, what you've been doing and you know the results and how you've been feeling because of those actions. Yeah, I mean, this is plays into that whole thing. And I think in, in these times, even more important than and in ever, right, to be making sure that you are, are putting into your body what, what's right or doing what's right. And I had a bit of a, a bad time the last while, which is interesting because I had like a week and a half. Like, I don't even remember. I was sick the last two days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just killing it. So, you know, I wasn't sleeping right. So that's what I've been trying to get to bed earlier. I think that us as dads, we can often burn the candle at both ends, you know sit on the couch, watch TV. And that was something that I've tried to stop is to get to bed a bit earlier and making sure that, and then, and then what I found really good is waking up early. And, and as you wake up before you wake up fully is to meditate before you are fully awake so that your brain is in that state. You know, your brain is in a different state when you're waking up, you're still in like a more calm state and more receptive state actually. And, um, 
I used to meditate at other times, but I find it so amazing to just drink it. And before that, drink a lot of water, like drink a liter of water or something because you rehydrate your body and then you already are more awake. Um, and getting into that meditation before the coffee, because, you know, obviously coffee kicks in and there's caffeine and that sends like a, first you're drinking this hot like drink and then your body is obviously reacting to the caffeine eventually and your body starts um, waking up fully and getting into the very alert stage, which then is obviously not that great for meditation. So doing that before everything else has been, it just feels amazing, man. And yesterday I had an incredible day, not because the day was incredible, but just because I was incredible inverted commas that I just started the day like that. And then as we've talked about before, um, doing all those other morning routine things that I've talked about and people can go check it out on my podcast or check out the podcast we did about adding things into your life. But I'm just figuring out that when I put stuff in my body, I've got to be very conscious of that because me as an individual is not the same as you, right? You different to me. So I don't know what are some of the things that you, that you think about. I mean, you've got the whole line of the, obviously the fit dad feel now, which um, obviously supplements and things that people can take to obviously enhance them. But what do you do as well to, um, to start the day or do you have anything that is kind of um, nutrition wise or things that you put in your body that make a difference or things you leave out that are also making a difference? Yeah. So I, I start my day uh, with an, one of our energy drinks. So from the fit dad fuel um, it, and it does have caffeine in it, but it also has got all the nootropics in it, which is all the, you know, um, the brain, the brain fuel, I guess it's that um, new smart, smart drug and the big buzzword that's out there in the you know health and fitness sort of realm at the moment. And I find because we're developed in a range that gives you, you know, up to about four hours sustained release of energy and you don't have that crash. It's, it's mm. unlike a coffee where you sort of get that instant high, but then you sort of, you know, pan out an hour later and, you know, down for the count. So um, apart from that, actually before that I have a liver cleanse drink. So I've been doing it for about three or four years now every morning um, so what it is it's about three or four hundred mil of warm water um, and then I have apple cider vinegar um, metamucil psyllium husks and a bit of uh, fresh lemon um, tastes absolutely horrendous like don't get me wrong it's the worst tasting thing ever but I just find it sort of helps detoxify the body and just sort of you know, resets the day and, you know, gets everything, you know, firing. And um, yeah, that's one thing that I've been doing. Um, the other thing is really having a big conscious on getting that water in, you know, and as you mentioned, water is such an important thing to, you know, hydrate the body. And, you know, they recommend one liter per 20 kilos of body weight daily. So for me, weighing about 90 kilos, that's four, about four and a half kilo, uh, liters at minimum a day. Mm. Um, and that doesn't take into account the water you have whilst you're training. So if you're doing a half an hour gym session, you drink a, a liter of water in that time, you're not allowed to add that to that tally because the idea is you're probably sweating that same amount of fluid out during your training session. So yeah, that's why they don't you know recommend adding that um, you know to your to your tally of the day. But they're probably my non-negotiables. Um, so the energy upon waking uh, the, the the detox drink and and making sure that water comes in the rest is i guess up for consideration i, I try and stick to um you know a calorie deficit um during the week so i try and stick to about 10 percent less than what my maintenance calories would be so about 2700 calories a day um 
and I don't eat back my calories. I don't, you know, do any of that sort of stuff. So if I go do a, you know, run or go to a gym session and burn, you know, 500 calories, I don't then add that to the tally. I sort of just keep it as is. And mate, then it allows me on the weekend, if I, if I'm doing that calorie deficit, you know, Monday to Friday, it allows me to you know, enjoy that pizza or enjoy fish and chips or a milkshake with the kids or, you know, have an ice cream down the beach or whatever the case is and not feel guilty about it or, you know, not count it because on the weekends I definitely don't, you know, count the calories and you know, add all the macros together and all that kind of good stuff. Hmm. I mean, I've just taken, not a fully experimental approach, but I've just been trying different things to try and get that sweet spot because I do think there is that sweet spot and you can definitely feel it and it does take some sacrifice. Like, let's be honest, like, I love coffee. Like I really love coffee, the taste of coffee. But then I've got to also look at the thing. Okay, well, I love it, but this is the this is the result of it. And I'm just quite sensitive to coffee. And so you've got to just check yourself and be able to observe yourself. And that's where self-awareness comes into play with all these things, right? It's like, well, if I can if I'm eating sweets every day, yeah, but it's but I'm feeling like I'm, you know, I'm I'm getting that high from sugar and then crashing at like one o'clock I'm wrecked or, you know, by the end of the day I'm wrecked. Then you've got to say, well, something's not right yet because it shouldn't be like that. I'm not saying we shouldn't feel tired, but there's a different kind of tired, right? There's that tired that you feel like, okay, well, I've had a hard day's work. It's good. And then there's just that exhaustion where the mentally, mentally you're tired, physically you're tired and you just sit on the couch. And I mean, that's why. And then what happens is you end up sitting on the couch and what happens when you sit on the couch, it's almost like the trigger. Oh, let's get a bag of chips. Let's get a donut. Let's get, you know, let's get that drink. Let's get that beer. Um, so it all goes together. And for me, it is about sacrifice sometimes. That is, like you said, it doesn't mean not having it ever because I think that not having it ever is what makes people fail at diets, right? It makes us, because basically it's like, oh, eventually I have that one beer now I'm on the train again. Whereas it's kind of like getting to the discipline where you're like, okay, for the week I'm not going to have beer. And then on Saturday I'm going to have a couple of beers. And that's my that's how I live. And then you look forward to that Saturday or I'm not going to have sugar during the week because let's be honest, like processed sugar is, is poison for the body at the end of the day and the mind because it pushes us up. We don't want our kids to be drinking it or eating it because we know it spikes them at school and then the next thing they're down. And so setting ourselves those little reward systems, I would say, makes a big difference. But for me, it's just so worth it, man, because the quality of time with my kids and the quality of my, my mental state, you know, and then the quality of my physical body, it just it benefits so much from being conscientious about what I'm eating, being conscientious about what I'm drinking, being conscientious about what I'm what I'm doing during the day, and um, that's why I encourage guys. It's it's easy to go and get a, a program there, and it's easy to read that book there and to do that diet. But it's more of a for me what I'm starting to figure out and what I do for the listeners in my podcast is I try and do things that help guys to think of themselves and be aware of like what is, what is working for me. And I realize coffee. Although I love it and gets me up in the day and is great for a workout, if I drink two, three coffees, I'm so irritable by the end of the day and I've almost got an anxious feeling in my chest that is permanent, like doesn't go away. And so every interaction I'm having is being led by my body a lot because the way our body feels has a major impact on how we interact with people, right? A huge yeah. impact. We are alert and awake. I think it's that's a- the same from, from a fitness point of view as well. Like a lot of people think that, you know, they see all these different, like you mentioned, programs and books and, you know, gym, gym this and transformations over there. And they think that, you know, to lose weight and to get in the best shape of their life, they need to join a gym and follow this eight week program. But, you know, what we try and preach a lot with, you know, our community members is fitness is whatever gets you moving and whatever you enjoy. You know, if you don't enjoy going to the gym, then 
you might you might be able to stick with it for eight weeks, but you're not going to be able to stick with it for five years. And that's where the real results and the real you know fulfillment is, you know, and where it comes from. And you know, rather than going on these crash, you know, yo-yo sort of courses where it's eight weeks here and then you fall in the hole for eight weeks, but then you jump back on the bandwagon, you know, it's more about finding something that is sustainable for, you know, three, five, 10, 15 years and finding something you actually enjoy because that's, that's the thing that's going to get you up at 5am in the morning to go do it. You, you're not going to you know, get up if, if you hate the place that you're going to, you know, if that's boot camp or if that's a boxing gym or if that's Zumba or whatever the case may be. And, you know, and also finding something that you can eventually get your kids into. And that might be surfing. It might be mountain bike riding. It might be, you know, snowboarding, whatever the case may be, but finding something that you can then share that passion with and then have a whole new level of excitement, you know, when the kids get to that age where they can join in with you for, for that chosen activity. Mm. And I think it's like your name says it all. It's the fit dad lifestyle. And I think the lifestyle part is the important part. It's not, it's not this like momentary one month thing or it isn't in a time period. It's a lifestyle. And I think, you know, our kids are kids for our life. And I think that that's the important part is to develop a lifestyle and, and make it permanent. Because when I fell off the wagon, because I did that insane workout thing for 19 days and then I got sick and I think life throws like curveballs at you. The more kids you have, the more curveballs you have. Now I've got four kids and it's, and I'm a school teacher. So there's always going to be something that comes up. You know, you never know what I was. I had to homeschool like the last two days because of the water at the building that I teach at went off. So it changes the game up. So you've got to like, you've got to be able to have these constant, constant things that are always going to be in your control. And for me, I'm always going to be able to say no to alcohol. You know what I mean? I'm always going to be able to not drink alcohol if I need to. So, that means I'm not adding all those calories. So if I can't work out, I'm still not con- consuming loads of alcohol. If I'm not eating a lot of sugar or fatty foods or not fatty foods, let's put it right. Let's say more foods that are low in nutrients, but are high in calories. Um, then that's something I can control even if I'm not going to work out. And I found that it's amazing because normally it would get out of much, get out of shape much more um, in two weeks because when I get sick, then I just eat everything and I do everything. I'm still drinking alcohol, but because I'm not drinking alcohol at the moment and I'm eating more healthy, I'm finding that I didn't lose that much. You know, I didn't lose that much gains because I had this lifestyle that works for keeping me slim, trim and feeling good. And since I stopped drinking alcohol, let's go on to that one. Um, I have arthritis in both knees, but my knees have never felt so good in the last, I don't know how many years since I stopped drinking alcohol and you wouldn't really make the connection, but that's why, you know, you've got to go, okay, my knees are problem. What, what could it be in my life that is adding to the inflammation that's adding to the, 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 the breakdown of my tissues? Because it can be a lot of the things that we are actually taking in and the way they make us feel. And then even emotionally, by drinking coffee, being anxious the whole time has an impact on my physical being and has a, an impact on my body. So for me, I had to go, alcohol is making me irritable at night because I'm having my beer when I come home. But then at eight o'clock when I'm putting the kids down, I'm just wrecked man and i'm irritable when i come down after lying next to them whatever um mm. and then i reckon let's try and put away with the alcohol now i've what did a month last month and i'm carrying on because i just feel so much better and then same thing with coffee and diet and things and just going what is what is permanent what is something that i can continue for a long time and and what's something that sows into like we always say what sows into me stepping up every day as a dad you know, not being, oh, well, now one day I'm amazing dad and the next day I'm like falling off the wagon because I'm not doing the same things. And that's why you might think it's boring, but I think I notice a tremendous, like a tremendous difference when I've got my daily routines and I'm living that lifestyle. When I step out of those, you know, definitely, definitely not on the same level. 
Yeah. And that's one thing I've been struggling with lately. I've got time to jump down the ground for 10, 15 minutes and do some rolling and mobility and, you know, really stretch out the body, you know, because it's something I struggle with and it, and not struggle with, you know, what, sorry, I do struggle with it because I'm the most unflexible person in the world, but I just find it so boring. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I, bad. Yeah, but like we've, we're pretty lucky over here. Like we've still got sport on TV and every night I've been sitting on the couch watching a game of football or, you know, half a game of football and most of the time falling asleep by about quarter time. But that's a whole new story. But instead in the last probably four or five, or actually probably since Monday, this not a week, I've been watching the first quarter down on the, on, on the yoga mat with the foam roller and the trigger balls and all these kind of different mm. things. And I'm watching the footy. I'm, I'm, you know, still that 20 minutes or 30 minutes is just flying by. I'm not even noticing it because I'm so immersed in the game. But at the same time, I'm getting so many extra benefits out of the body that I've been paying off just because, you know, I find it so boring. And, and it's something I preach a lot. Don't get me wrong. I preach everyone like do your mobility, do your stretching. But, you know, it's, it gets back to that, you know, stuff that you don't enjoy. But now I've, after doing it for four or five nights, in a row and you know immersing myself in the game at the same time i'm i'm starting to enjoy it you know quite a bit and i'm also when i wake up in the morning and go to the gym or go for a run i'm you know starting to feel so much more better and so much more freer as well yeah but i mean it's that it's that initial discomfort you know nobody likes it like i also hated working out and stuff but it's amazing because even though i did that 19 day thing was insane i did a workout yesterday that was half an hour do you know how piss easy that was for me like I got up in the morning and I worked out. It was like almost felt like I hadn't worked out because of the, the, the limit that I went to that was so uncomfortable. And it's getting over that discomfort. I find that everything that I started that hasn't been enjoyable in the, in the moment, I've, I've eventually started to enjoy that because I've got used to it. It's become part of my, my lifestyle, part of my daily routine. But I think, you know, life is not about enjoyment. Life is not about just having fun the whole time. That's not the things that last and that is really like worthwhile. It's, I'm not saying don't enjoy your life, but I far more enjoy the fact that I'm able to be there for my kids. I far more enjoy the fact that I can get out there and mountain bike, downhill mountain bike with my children at the age of 42. You know, these are the things that are fun, but does it take hard work? Does it take keeping fit? Does it take denying myself sometimes this and that? Does it take, you know, I'd rather have a good relationship with my wife than enjoy beer because I'm just that kind of person. You know, if I was, maybe I'll get to the point where I'm more in control of my emotions. Let's put it that way. Um, no matter what I'm taking. But at the moment I realize that I think we all emotional beings and we all have a different setting, you know, and we all have to know like, okay, well, this is, Hey, I'm irritable with my wife. Not just like, let me read a book and let's try and solve this problem and let's go to a counselor. No, start doing things physically in your life and see if that, that makes a difference. You know, oh, my knees are sore. It must be, let's go to the doctor and let's get an operation. No, try and see if it's something to do with your diet. Maybe it's not. I'm not saying it's always going to be like that, but at the, I'm not a doctor. But at the end of the day, I'm just finding massive things out by just denying myself things for a little while and then observing what happens. It doesn't hurt to go a month without alcohol and then see, wow, man, I've got a lot more energy. Like, oh, my knees are not so sore. Or like yesterday, like stopping the coffee on Monday. I had a headache yesterday, but dude, did I feel way more calm yesterday at work? Like way more calm. I was just like in the zone with my kids and everything. I just was less volatile. And if I'll keep on doing that for a couple of weeks now, and if I start to find that I'm dealing with people more reasonably and with my kids and more loving and, and a patient, of course I'm going to do that. But it takes me taking that leap to go, okay, well, yes, I love my coffee. I love my beer. I, freak, I mean, I live in Germany. I love yeah. beer. <laughs> but 
but is it worth it? Is it worth like having that if it's not really paying dividends into my physical health? I mean, we live once and as I've said, like, wow, we, you know, once our health goes, dude, it's pretty hard to get it back. Yeah, 100%. Well, funny side note is I've never had a coffee in my life. Uh, so 34 years old and never had a coffee. You never had coffee? Never had a coffee. I've probably had enough pre-workout over my last 15 years with like the gym and all that kind of stuff to cover, you know, a thousand coffees. But um, yeah, never had a coffee. I've had a sip and just hated it and never gone back. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, have you have you taken creatine ever? Yeah, I, I take it in the morning actually. Yeah, mm, I did when I work out as well. And you find it it helps and it's good for workouts and just. Gives um, tell you the truth, I not. I don't really. If if I didn't take it, I, I don't think I'd notice too much difference. Um, I I kind of find I get more of a um more of a bigger pump and a little bit better recovery, I guess more so, but. Yeah, I, I've only just started back up probably about two weeks ago, actually, because we're, we're looking to introduce it to our Fit Dad Fuel range. So I've got the team developing, you know, different flavors and different um, blends up. So that's the only reason I'm back on it at the moment. But um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see. I, th- I think creatine, like a, a lot of different things, takes a while to really, you know, it's like that glucosamine for your, you know, you like fish oil tablets and glucosamine for your knees and like joints and all that kind of stuff. But they say you have to have 60 days before you start noticing it. And it's like you think, oh, 60 days, I'm not noticing it. But then as soon as you stop those fish oil tablets, you go, oh, shit, I'm actually <laughs> in a bit of pain. Like this is, yeah. this is crazy. And um, I think it's more, you know, I, I find it's probably a lot like that. I think when you leave things out, you notice it. I've noticed like when I leave out things in my day and stuff, it just, then you notice that it has such an impact when it's happening. You kind of take it for granted, right? You're like, Oh, this is how it is. But um, yeah, I think it's just important for us to be conscientious of those things and just think and just observe ourselves. And that's why you've got to stop being so busy and being on the phone and being on watching TV because you don't have time to reflect on like, okay, well, what am I doing? So for me, I take time in the night to reflect on the day and I take time during the day to just reflect on, on certain things that are happening in my life and, and to be aware of these things and to slow down. And I mean, another thing we, we, we don't, we're not on the technology. We've done that already, but just taking the time away from tech. And I mean, even the things you put into your mind, when I watch, when I watch TV, I try to be more conscientious of what I do. So I watched like the last dance with Michael Jordan, because there's so much to learn from a documentary like that about how he approached life and also just the drive that he had to win and watching the various characters. And so for me, even the input that we put into our brains of what, TV program when you watch Gladiator there's a much different effect to when you're watching some bullshit series or some reality TV or things that really doesn't sow into your life you can still even when you watch things reflect like when I read books because I as you can see here <laughs> I read a lot of books it's also for me it reflects on on myself and I can think about well how am I how am I behaving how am I fitting into society and that doesn't mean that it sounds like all I'm doing is analyzing my life but it's not at all like that but yeah, I think that's, we've moved way too much through life without thinking about what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And I, apart from the Dad Strong podcast, one of the podcasts I listen to at the gym, and and I've only recently found um, over the last couple of months, is Trains by Nike, and and I find that exactly for the the reason you just said before. And they have all their top 
athletes on there and talking about training routines cool. and you know the lead up to different you know no tennis championships with Serena Williams or you know basketball mm. matches or stuff like that and I find it so interesting to learn the different tips tricks you know advice that you know these world class athletes and performers have have been undertaking and um, yeah so if you haven't checked that one out I'd highly recommend getting that and it sort of it, it sprung to my mind straight away when you mentioned the Michael Jordan documentary because it's sort of something very similar where you can get so much you know positivity and you know really I guess you know embed yourself into that journey that these people have had to take to you know achieve their greatness I think that's why it's cool to listen to podcasts like this one and my one and those ones is that you do you do struggle to find guys that you're rubbing shoulders that are on that life on that lifestyle in real life it's not that easy to find a guy or you know to make that connection but I think that that's the thing that I've enjoyed by doing my podcast and speaking to the guys like I've had on the show. I had Navy SEAL who works with Jocko. Are you, you've had Jason on. I had a chat with Jason Gardner the other morning. I'm going to have another show with him again. Uh, what, a, yeah. what a cool guy. And then I had JP Donnell who works with him as well. Um, was the last podcast. Then I got Rudy Reyes next week and just the guys that I've talked to and listening to podcasts and getting to know people like that. And that's the beauty of social media is that you can surround yourself kind of with those kind of guys, you know, and, and that's yeah. what I love. I don't have many, I don't follow so many people on Instagram. I think I follow about a hundred because when I go on Instagram, that's my input. I'm just getting good stuff. Like I'm only getting quality like posts on Instagram. And obviously every now and then one of you guys posts something that's not really inspirational, but you know, at least I'm surrounding myself with, um, with that kind of thing. And I think that's the beauty of podcasts that you're going for run. You've got this guy in your ear, you get to know these people, you get to know, what they're about and see their lives to a degree and, and hear their struggles. And that was the other part, just hear their struggles and understand, wow, these guys that are kicking ass on have not come from like a privileged point of view. They've come from something that has been tough and that they've had to make it through. And I find talking to these guys and I'm sure guys listening to the podcast, listening to those guys, it's just, it's another way to just input something into your life of people, you know, that are talking positively into life. We are surround ourselves so much with people that are negative, you know, and we get into the negative mindset as well. You know, you go to work and, Someone starts complaining about this. Next thing you find yourself joining in complaining and things. And so for me, that's another thing I've tried to start cutting off is cut off that negativity, you know, and stop being fooled into gossiping or complaining about stuff and just get going. And, and yeah, I think that's just the, I mean, we can end off there. I think it's just positive, man. Like find the things in the life that are working for you. And that includes people, movies, you know, your social media stream, the things you're putting in, your body every day you know the inputs that you're putting on whether it be sensory or whether it be actually dietary or or your workouts and stuff it's all part of the it's all part of putting together you know i wanted to start this thing called the greatest man project it's like it's possible to put these pieces together to you're not going to be perfect but you're definitely going to make your life more significant and have a much greater impact on your children a greater impact on your wife and therefore a greater impact on your society and world and in the world we live in at the moment with what we talked about at the beginning of the show, right? I mean, the world needs dads like that. That's why it's so important what you're doing in Australia there and what fathers and men are doing there is, is you know, putting this, this positive message and this message of, of hope, I would say, and, and, and living a better life instead of getting caught up and wrapped up in all this negativity and letting that out. We rather put into the world our positivity and through our children, the same thing. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And at the moment with uh, everything going on around the world, you know, you know, there's so much negativity 
online and so much negativity everywhere you look and even people you talk to. And I think the more positivity we can you know, put in the world and, you know, that starts with us because if we're not, you know, self-conscious enough to have that positivity, you know, with what we do, then it's going to be a lot harder to, you know, instill that and, you know, have that sort of uh, daisy chain effect and you'll be able to pass that on to other people. But, mate, I highly appreciate you open up about everything that you've been doing and um, I hope you guys enjoyed the dad life international fatherhood podcast today. Anthony will be back next week to um, let us know all about his week and by all means, make sure you tag people in this podcast and share it with all your friends. And, you know, our mission here is just to inspire fathers from around the world to, you know, be better examples for their children. So if you can, yeah, help us spread the word, then, you know, it's going to help us pass on that positivity to, you know, fathers worldwide. Absolutely, man. Cool, dude. Have a great day. You too.